Hey, Brett, would you rather have an orgasm every time you hear All Star by Smash Mouth? Or every time you orgasm, All Star by Smash Mouth plays? <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm, I gotta talk out the scenarios here. I think no. I think already I'm gonna go with the former, so that. Wait, what no. was the first one? It's every time you orgasm, you hear Smash All Star play, or every time you hear All Star, you orgasm. That one, the second one, because I don't want to ever be like inconspicuously having okay, an orgasm. But wouldn't it be sweet then, if you would girl- how loud is All Star? Is but, it just so I can hear it, or is this like no? It's so everyone the house is shaking. Yeah. How about this though? What if you like having sex with someone and you orgasm and it's like you feel great about yourself? It's like hey now you're an All Star. <laughs> like I, I, I like that element. I don't I don't like the fact that every time this this just needs to occur. So I think I'd rather hear it. No, you're wrong. Oh no! You're Imagine wrong. you're at like yeah. you're at the baseball game and yeah. it comes on and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ate the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get paid. hell are we doing welcome back to meet the neighbors special edition episode number eight it's special because we got so many good players wearing that number in hockey history jeff who you got alex ovechkin mark recchi timo solani jeff you yeah i'm the head of mount fucking rushmore those guys made it to their show but were they good in the locker room i bet no no not as good as me i'm the fucking head of the locker room hierarchy. Yeah, I, you're the king of our team when it comes to the locker room. You bring the music. You often bring the beer. Well, we you had brought a new the, addition. We had a new addition. You so. brought the championship belt. Championship belt. Also, I won the championship belt. Mm-hmm. And uh, on top of all of this, I think that you're the only person among Team Uslani, Mark Recchi, Alex Ovechkin, and anyone else who I'm probably missing that wore eight to figure out what happens if you turn it Sideways. Yeah, there's a reason I wear eight. What's that? Yeah, you turn it sideways. What is that? Infinity. Infinity. I'm infinity better than you. (laughs) Do you remember when you were a kid and people would be like, like, how how good are you? Like, or you'd be counting and be like, oh fuck that, I'm just infinity. You can't beat me. Yeah, that's why I wear it. I'm infinity. (laughs) And did you ever draw that little? Like S with the three or the six lines, and then you connect them. It's like people are like that's Superman S, but it actually wasn't. Yeah, it was a skateboarder S. What was it? Actually, no one knows. It's a mystery. It's like Slenderman. <laughs> no. It's a Slenderman S. <laughs> could be. You could. just you just all those S's we did six years ago. Summon Slenderman. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking S is infinity cool. Well, it's only one Jeff. Do you know- all stand the test of time. <laughs> 
You know what's not Infinity Cool? And I was actually, okay, we'll get to, to eSports after. But first, you've dipped into the new campaign of Call of Duty that came out. Yes, sir. Pretty good? Yeah, I love saving the world. Did you save it yet, or are you still working on I'm the campaign? I'm still working on it. I'm getting pretty close. Nostalgia hey. from the old ones? Nostalgic. Um, if you're queasy or maybe don't like uh, America, maybe don't play this game. Would be my two cents. If uh, if uh, maybe you don't like uh, stereotypes, don't play this game. Yeah, pretty patriotic. What's patriotic about saving the world for the rest of the world? Uh, it's America centric, though, right? Nah, it's got the UK and okay. all kinds of other shit. Cool. Okay, we'll check it out. Now, is this one of the games that people could play in esports? Oh, 100% it is. Anything you have multiplayer online mode is, you basically have esports. You can play NHL esports, they have FIFA, Madden, Call of Duty. So, esports is what? When you play video games competitively online? Yeah, but have you seen how they do it now? Like no. ESPN has like a sponsorship with the big leagues. I now. saw it's coming into they're the playing, it's NNC fucking double A. They have an event at Rogers next year. They're sold Rogers out for like StarCraft or some shit. Oh, filled with people playing or for fucking people watching. To watch teams on main stage. That blows my mind. The whole Twitch thing blows my mind too, that people tune in to watch people play video games. The whole idea behind playing video games is to to not watch something to play on them like like yeah you'll watch when you're like waiting for your buddy to hand you the controller so he could have a chance yeah yeah exactly but it's not to sit there on your screen watching someone playing on their screen now is this a sign that I'm getting old and don't get it or is this that these are just a whole new breed no of you've been hanging out with me too much you're becoming an ordinary old prick like me are these just like next level gamers that never existed before well they a lot of them have something in common Brett what is this they're from a certain part of the world I'm not being racist here. A lot of this comes from Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia, when you're looking at, like, the big clicking games, like, clicks per minute shit. Yeah. Yeah. Taiwan. But why is there such a... Well, why is there such a big esports push for North America right now? Because look how much money you can make from from broadcasting it overseas. I guess guess so. It's the same thing as, like, like NBA. So when you say Southeast Asia, Asia... you you don't mean the large part of Asia where China is? Or are we? Right, well, I mean, okay, Asia as a whole. Yeah, okay, I would assume that. Like, yeah. Asia has always been huge in oh, video Oh, really? Games. The Chinese don't like video games? The Chinese, the Japanese, those are big <laughs> video game nations, absolutely. I mean, Japanese especially. So, oh, they all love that shit. I, I just wanted to talk about that because I was surprised by it. And, and speaking of video games... No one would make, no make those esports more like more uh, viewer-friendly. Let's add some rivalries in this. Let's let North Korea play. North Korea plays against, let's say, America. America. Yeah. How about Hong Kong plays against China? Yeah, and you play online, and then what? You drop no, the, you drop no, the gloves. I'm talking, no, just, no, 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 no. At these like at these uh, arena ones where they bring the teams out to play on stage. Do they ever get in real life fights over video games? Because no, I do not watch these <laughs> things. I just know about them. Imagine, like, 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 you want to drop the sticks, but I'm fucking going and drop my joystick. Fire up! These guys are going hard at like Super Smash Bros or some shit. <laughs> and then, like the Hong Kong Hong Kong guy comes up this fucking keyboard and just blast China in the face. Somebody's <laughs> somebody's Kirby in Smash Bros just fucking sucking people up on the screen and then suddenly just tries to eat his buddy. Just <laughs> Okay, okay. Check out this transition from Smash Mouth All-Star directly into Pirates of the Caribbean theme song. <laughs> <laughs> 
by Brett Whistling. <whistles> Fuck, I started with the wrong song. Hang on. <laughs> That's incredible. Are we doing talent shows now? Okay, you want to play a bit of a game? What kind of game? Uh, Wait, a, is it like a like a we're almost done Halloween game? Like you want to play a game? It's time to play the game. No, that's that's uh, it's all about the game. That's Triple H. I'm talking about like Jake Saw. Like you want to play a game? No, no. You've you've given your life so far to alcohol and video games. Now we'll see how far that whole husband dog. Are you ready <laughs> to push your limits? That kind of game. No, it's just a okay. quick quick quiz. Okay. Um, quiz me, quiz master. So I've got. Three NHL players. Okay. Um, and I'll give you a hint. Two former, one current. But I'll tell you who they are. Okay. And so it's not a fucking hint at all. And then uh, I got three pregame rituals. And you're going to see if you can match them. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. We got Gretzky. Yep. Ovechkin. Yep. And Stan Mikita. Okay. Our rituals. Yep. Are pre and post game sex. Stan Mikita. Wait. Let me give you the three first. And then you can have... Then okay, you got a better okay, chance. Okay. A cigarette between each period. Okay. Diet Coke, Gatorade, sometimes a second Diet Coke between okay, periods. Okay, I know this. I know this. Stan Mikita's the darts. Stan Mikita's the darts, yes. Sex is Wayne Gretzky. No. And, and the Diet Cokes is... No. I got those backwards, eh? Yeah. Ovech- I just know because Ovechkin likes drinking the Coca-Cola between periods. Oh, fuck skin. Oh, fuck He's the one banging. Gretzky, Diet Cokes between You know periods. what? You look at Gretzky, he doesn't look like much of a fuck. Like, the no. only reason he got Jan is probably because he's the great one. She's like, wow, he must be... He's the great one. He must be great in bed. False, Janet! He's probably not that great in bed. Just- you know who's better? Infinitely better? <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> hey, J- what's going on, Janet? <laughs> Imagine that world, though. Like, you get off the ice. Well, like, fuck, didn't Wayne's gre- uh, Wayne's daughter got uh, divorced, didn't she? She's still married to that uh, golfer. What the who is she married to? Uh, uh, fucking, um... Dustin Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. So they were they are married still, I think. He just had a bit of a fucking snowblow cocaine problem. <sighs> The salts. He, but he battled back with help so help from Wayner. Wayne's like, I've been there before, man. Just I've hang in there. Before. A, a few, few times. times. <laughs> and I'm quite aware. We're, We're dying. dying. And then he's like, hey, don't ruin this whole thing with Paulina. I don't want to have to fucking pay for any divorce bullshit. I know you guys signed a prenup. And she doesn't have much in the bank. She lives off daddy. But <laughs> I thought she had quite an Instagram career. I heard that's a thing. Yeah, she's... I, I don't know. I'm a fan of Paulina. She seems cool. She doesn't seem as dumb as some of them. Well, some of them are... I'll stop myself there because I was about to say a word we've agreed I can't say on this podcast. It may start with an R and end with Ridiculously a D. Ridiculously dumb person. It's famously said in the movie The Hangover by Alan in the elevator. <laughs> I can't... F- uh... Retard! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. No, no. Yes. Uh, imagine getting off the ice and fucking hacking a dart and going back on. Wasn't it the same as like having a chew between periods? 
Yeah, but I don't know what that's like. I never had a fucking period break in men's league. I, I used to throw a dip in before in warm-ups. Yeah, fuck, you're right. right. Nice, nice choice. Nice choice. I, I don't think so because you, you really aren't smoking <laughs> when you do that. Like, you're having a danger. You're not fucking smoking. It's still nicotine coming into my nicotine, body. Nicotine, absolutely. But smoking to your lungs I can, is I've smoked a dart before in like two and a half minutes. Just, just dieseling it into my lungs. Have you done it during a game? No, but he's doing it between games. How's that different from me having You have a... It's a 20-minute intermission. You'd feel it, I think. If you're smoking that much, are you really going to feel it? I don't know. I don't know. Which one of those three would you most like to embrace yourself before and after? Are we talking in current Jeff life? Well, obviously, it would just be you just have sex before every game. That would be fantastic. What, What would your ideal... Pre-game what ritual be? My ideal pre-game ritual, what, like for hockey. Let's say it's not NHL. Like right now, in yeah. your current state of life, what would your ideal pre-game? Be? And I'm just playing a normal game of hockey. But yeah, let's let's say it's okay. We'll go pre and after. Let's say it's an optimal time slot. We'll say it's like a Saturday night game at uh, say seven o'clock or six forty-five. Yeah. Okay. Ideal pre-game. I'm going to come up with this kind of on the spot, and I think it would be different if I had some more time to think about it. Yeah. But there's going to be a little bit of this involved. Of course. That's for sure. Probably so. probably not uh, not like what we did with Cam the goalie when we locked ourselves in that steam room, though. No, not quite on that level. <laughs> okay, I think, so we play what time? 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Let's go, uh, 7 o'clock face-off. We're playing uh, call it the, uh, the fucking, what's our rival team? The Crown Royals. Oh, yeah, those Royals. guys who we always beat, so they're not really a rival. Crown yeah. Royals, if you're listening to this, fuck you. Haven't we just tied them twice this year? Yeah, but they've never beaten us. We've beaten them, or we've tied, or beaten them. And when we tie, we beat them in overtime. So it's not really oh, a that's tie. A, that's a win. That's a, yeah, we win. Crown Royals. What a stupid name, Crown Royals. Okay, pregame ritual. Um, how far before the game am I going here? Call it, call it, well, 7 o'clock. I'm going to say like 5 o'clock. Game time, I want to hear what you're doing. At uh, seven o'clock, say let's call six forty-five game, okay? Okay. So let's go. Let's go two hours before. So you're going four forty-five to six forty-five, and I want to hear eat. So what, first what of all, after? I just want to know why we did. Oh, because of the length of the game. I was yeah. like, why didn't we just do a clean seven o'clock start? But I get your math now. Okay, four forty-five to six forty-five. I've already had my pregame meal. You eat that early, eh? Yeah, three three hours prior. Absolutely. Mm. I'm gonna have some waters. For sure. And then uh, I'm going to pretend I'm leaving from my house by myself. So I'm sure I'm, like I'm not with someone before because ideally I'm with a teammate and we're probably watching like fucking uh, Olympics 2010 golden goal on repeat. Jerome again, the highlights, uh, Don Cherry fighting videos, uh, just getting really pumped up doing like some smelling salts probably. Just like a little bit of waking up, uh, a couple of pints, like ideally one or two before I get light to the rink. Light ones, though, right? We're talking, like, we're talking like Bud Lattes. Yeah, like one or two, and then I get to the rink, and then I maybe have a beer in the dressing room. A chew in the locker room? Chew in the locker room. Tape my stick in there. Uh, get my skates sharpened, for sure. Do you do you like a, a sharp pair of skates? Or are you one of I those do. guys that likes it a little dull, though? I, one of the things that grinds my gears about men's league is that people think that you need to sharpen your skates less often because now you're in beer league. Like, 
Like, let's lower the frequency. Everyone just stops, like, taping their sticks, stops sharpening their skates. And I'm like, you're, you don't, here's, here's every a, part of you is getting worse. Your body's getting this is what less capable. No, Everything's you. downgrading. I agree with you. I agree with you. You still need sharpening stance. You're still touching yeah. This is what ticks me off, though, is that you're like, you don't need to tape your skate or your stick every game. You, you don't. You don't need to. You don't need to. What okay. ticks me off is when guys come to the rink. Tape job's good. Still wax from last game, and they're ripping the tape off just to retape it. I do that sometimes because right now what we're talking about is pregame. It's ritual. a ritual thing. Yeah. I get that. I do that not every game. I'm not taping my stick every game. That's for sure. Okay. But I would definitely include that in in my ideal pregame no, ritual. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And someone's got to tell a fucking hilarious pregame story that has nothing to do with the game. Well, it's Kev. It's Kev. Like it's gotta be. A, it's gotta be a Kev story. It's the dumbest thing Kevin did this week. It's gotta be booty blast. The booty. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Fuck! This is gonna be a tough game. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and my fiance did the booty blast workout today. Mm-hmm. Today, and I can't walk. Yeah. <laughs> Kev's like he goes. <laughs> I'm. I was in this fucking workout studio with all of these. Instagram uh, models. Models. He didn't say models because he was trying to be like professional. He's like, I think they were like Instagram influencers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are they influencing, Kevin? Obviously you because you're the one who's here at like, Booty I'm Blast. Like, they were so hot, but they could kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love you, Kevin, if you're listening. No, yeah. I, then we're getting on the ice and he goes, you want to see something funny? Watch me play hockey tonight. And I'm just thinking to myself, that's what I do every time. <laughs> the last couple things I'll throw into a good pregame ritual. Okay, watch some good videos. Listen to some good tunes. Have a good car ride on the way there. Make sure my skates are sharpened, my sticks taped. I got, I'm not missing any gear or anything like that, the basics. I don't give a fuck what order I put anything on. None yeah. of that shit. My visor's clean. I got some visor spray. I'm feeling good. Good pregame music. What's your fucking pregame go-to song? Like the one I want to walk out to? Yeah. It's new noise. It's new noise. Okay, me like too. Like if, if you're coming out of a tunnel or something covered, it's new noise. Now, if it's a pump-up song in the locker room, that's a different story. I know what Tommy would say. Would it be a, yeah, the, the last resort? It wouldn't be my first resort. Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Suffocation. No breathing. Don't give a fuck if I cut my arm. Jeff, I have a question for you. Go ahead. What's the first concert you ever saw? My first concert? Your first show that, like, not some like meaningless small town show or something like that. Your first concert. Okay, so my I was very fortunate growing up. My um, the company my dad worked for had a box at the Saddle Home. So my first concert was Godsmack open up for Metallica on the Saint Anger tour. Wow. Yeah, man. I envy that. You should. That's a good show. I got to see a couple of my, still my favorite and most influential bands on at my first show. Um, I saw the Vancouver Seeds bands, which was just a like battle of the bands type of type of thing sure. that used to come yeah, through yeah. Vancouver. The Fox supported it. Uh, open up for um, the Trues. You know the Trues. Mm-hmm. And then the Trues opened up for Biff Naked. 
Actually, sorry, I lied. Vancouver Seeds Bands opened up for the Trues. The Trues opened up for Billy Talent. Okay. This was before their first three Now, was singles. this over on the island, or is this... This was Plaza of Nations, now where the casino, Edgewater Casino is now. Okay, okay. Uh, Plaza of Nations is still there. Yeah. And then uh, it was an outdoor show in the springtime, I think. Fox Fest, when they used to do it. So it, it was uh, Vancouver Seeds Bands, The Trues, Billy Talent, Biff Naked... If you remember her. Remind me. I love myself today. Oh, great. Not great. like yeah. yesterday. I'm cool. I'm calm. I'm going to be okay. I'm I could groove out yeah. to that. Yeah. 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 And then uh, the headliner at that show was The Offspring. Okay. Now, I remember leaving this show because I met the Trues. It was just like an influential show. It was the first time that I was in like grade 7, 13 years old, 12 years well, the old. The Trues, I imagine, were probably awesome live. The Trues were awesome. Uh, Billy Talent was a screaming punk band at the time. Like, you, you could barely make out a word. Uh, Try Honesty was the only single they had out. And I knew them. So I was singing all the songs because I'd happened to buy their first album, Two for One, when Blink 182's Blink 182 Oh, this was the HMV, uh, yeah. Two for One. Two special. for One's about HMV. Or no, it, was, it wasn't Two for One. It was uh, the, the Two for 15 bucks. Uh, it, was, it was HMV. I think it was Future Shop Two for One where I got it. Oh, Future Shop. Yeah. And then uh, the headliner was The Offspring. And I remember thinking the only song I really wanted them to play that they didn't play. What's that? It was original prankster. Okay, and how'd that cut you deep? Uh, you know what? I'll live having not seen original prankster live, as long as we cut to the segment that we pre-recorded with uh, the original prankster. Let's do it. Here we go. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the original prankster segment of the podcast for the first time. We're going to be talking pranks. What kind of pranks, Brett? Well, I got a story about one of the craziest, wildest pranks I've ever heard of. I actually told this story recently. It's about uh, our friend Torbo, who we've actually mentioned on the podcast before. And uh, it was a St. Patrick's Day, I think. We should actually get him on the podcast soon to confirm that or not. But uh, it was a St. Patrick's Day, morning after, woke up, naked, sock tape, like sock wrap hockey tape, I think, had his penis flipped up so that the... Uh, so it looked like he was putting his penis into his belly button. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the sock tape was wrapped around his entire torso. Yeah. So he, he got up and shamelessly said... Someone taped my penis through my stomach. And I pictured like a <laughs> shitty tape job just like kind of across his chest. But he was like, no, 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 full fucking body some quality, quality work. Yeah, great. And it got better because nobody knew who the fuck did it. That's true. It was the Phantom. The Phantom Prankster. The Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Dennis the, the Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. No, Star Wars. Definitely Darth Maul. <laughs> and then one friend... I think kind of claimed that it was him. Yeah, that's fair to say. And then another friend admitted that it was him weeks and weeks later. Yeah. And, uh... Okay, fuck it. Let's admit it. We've got a guest in the house. Yep. Hey, guys. Torbo here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just to touch on all of that, yes. What I remember from that night is I blacked out 
fell asleep in Mark's closet, and I woke up with my penis taped to my stomach. Now, the only thing I remember between that, waking up, and then going back to sleep and waking up again, is the pain of like trying to remove this fucking massive cape job. Someone took a whole roll of talk- hockey tape and fucking wrapped me around over and over and over again so my cock was in my belly button. <laughs> Now, now, I had a pretty good idea of who did it, because Corey was blackout, drunk, passed out next to me, so I accused him, and he doesn't remember anything from that night, so he just went, uh, I guess I did it. <laughs> How long ago was this? Seven, seven years? God, that was, uh, that was... St. Patrick's Day, 2011 pa- St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that would have been the that first one. That was Flapjack Fuckery. That was the first one. That's yeah. when me and you, Tor- Torbo, got up early to have uh, Bailey's at uh, yeah. 8.30. Just Yeah, a, a whole day that's, of being fun. That's the Friday we decided not to go out to have more fun on the Saturday, so we forced ourselves to go to sleep at 10.30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, a bold move. You know what else is a bold move? Recovering from that prank and becoming arguably the greatest prankster I've ever prank, met. Prank king? Prank I, king. I would say that I deserve the title of prank king, yes. And I think that's why you guys have brought me on here, just to hear about uh, all the pranks I've pulled. So you you have prank stories. I think Jeff and I are just going to give you the microphone and start where you like and end where you like. And well, we'll let's just, like, uh, we, we've talked about this a little bit. Just just break down your top three, please. Your top three? I uh, I think I got a few more than that. Let's start off with a couple of the weaker ones, and then I'll get to my top three after that. Okay, perfect. Okay, okay. So I think the first one we discussed was the dining room poop. God <laughs> damn So this one, um, I didn't plan this one at all. Uh, we were all hanging out in the dining room. I'm pretty sure both of you were there at that time. And a friend of ours... Uh, his name's well the name I'll use is Lucas he decided that he was pretty pissed off at the staff there so he wanted to get at, get them good where was he? Uh, he was at the dining hall the dining hall okay yeah yeah, yeah. so we're at the dining hall and he gathers all of our friends and he goes okay okay we're gonna sneak on this plate we're gonna take it out to the back I'm gonna take a shit on it and I'm gonna go put it in the dishes no. <laughs> yeah, that's what he did. So we do that. We we sneak the plate out, get to the get to the road, and Lucas is in front of everybody, like huddled in a circle around him, making sure nobody can see him squat over there taking a shit. Oh he- my <laughs> god! <laughs> so um, the problem is he couldn't do it. And he's just getting more and more frustrated. He just gives up and throws his hands up and goes, "Dude, I, I can't take a shit. I got, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm empty. Tank's empty." Do you think he was trying to sell it a bit because he realized once he got out there he couldn't commit to this? No, no, okay. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was fully committed to this. Okay. So at that point, I, I just spoke up and said, "I could pinch a loaf." <laughs> <laughs> so I took a shit on the plate, and Lucas took it back in. <laughs> Jeff of all people is sitting here shaking his head going, I yeah, that's a pretty weak one though. No, I don't think he's saying it's weak. I think he's saying <laughs> I can't believe this is being recorded right now. Yes, I can't look, believe we're on Look, I'm right fine now. with drunk shenanigans. Human feces might be where I cross the line. <laughs> you said it, episode one. There might be some things that 
And I quote, ah, don't fuck. grind your gears properly. <laughs> this ah, one, fuck, fire away. I don't fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into how I developed from there to pulling what I think might be the greatest pranks that we've ever heard of. Okay. Okay, so let's see. Which one's good to start off with? T-shirt? Greatest pranks we've ever heard of? I want to do t-shirt after one. Let's, let's Greatest pranks with... we ever heard of? Do you want to pump your tires about something else while we're at it? <laughs> Greatest haircut we've ever heard of. <laughs> Greatest uh, shirt I've ever worn. <laughs> well, the greatest haircut you've ever seen is Torbo hair. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Torbo hair looks like you took your hair, threw it in a blender, and then glued it back onto your head. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it was bad. So what are, what are the options here? We've got... Okay, so no, we look, have... It's, it's, it's the top. It's it's door. That's, it's that's it's rice. Top. Yeah, rice. Door, it's, rice, d- t-shirt, drawer. T-shirt drawer. drawer. Okay, let's start okay. with drawer. T-shirt, drawer. No, t-shirt, drawer, rice, t-shirt. drawer, door. Sure. No, okay. You're, it's your... Whatever. Okay. Uh, anyways, let's just go through them. Okay, let's talk about drawer. So, just to set the stage, (laughs) uh, at this time, uh, Jeff and I were living together with uh, another friend of ours, Chris. And, um... Chris with a K. Chris with a K. (laughs) So, Chris um, and I were having some disagreements as roommates, particularly over the fact that he kept making food with my plates, taking those plates to other people's houses, eating there, and leaving my plates. (laughs) So, I was getting a little pissed off at him and wanted to get some revenge. So, the first thing I thought of was, why don't I fuck with his desk? So, I disassembled his desk, took apart the three-drawer desk that he has, and I took my impact driver, and I put some screws sticking straight down from the back of the drawer on the top drawer and on the second drawer, so that when you open the top drawer, those screws catch the drawer beneath it and pull it out as well. So if you open the top top drawer, all your drawers open. If you close the bottom drawer, all your drawers close. (laughs) So he could never figure it out. He lived like that for a year. We left the house like that. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. Okay, so... After that one, this is where it starts to get real good. One night good or mean? <laughs> this one is pure malice. This is the most sure. evil thing I've ever done in my life. Sure. And it's rice. Oh, rice. <laughs> I may have played a part in this one. Yeah, you were very supportive of my actions. <laughs> you were mad at him, too, for something else. So, I don't even know if you can call this one a prank. All I did was I waited until he was out of his room, grabbed a bag of rice. Now, let's, like, let's explain. Vi- it's the let's, same victim. Let's, let's explain. Here it wasn't just a bag of rice. I convinced Torin to buy a five kilogram bag of rice from the local grocery store. Yes, yes, you did. And this rice was used often and in no small quantities. Whenever Chris was out of the room, I would go take the sheets off of his bed, fill his bed with rice, and put the sheets back on. So when he got home at night, got naked, went into bed, fuck. <laughs> Can well, you imagine it was, that? It was mattress. Like it was 
mattress. I think you filled the drawers once. Yes. I think you filled his pants pockets once, which was my personal favorite. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, just foot rice everywhere, really. Can you just imagine how shitty that would be when you're coming home at the end of a day of studying or working and you're just ready to go to bed and then suddenly your bed's full of fucking uncooked rice? <laughs> Imagine, imagine you come home after a long day at the office, or you guys were at school at the time, so you come home from a long yep. day of class, yep. and you're grinding, not like you guys were studying too hard, and you get you get in bed, and it's full of cooked rice instead. <laughs> well, we never went that far. Yeah, that would be terrible. I I'm still pretty like, sure that's against the Geneva Convention. I, I, I like I liked when he came home, and he was oh, he's always rushing places. Yeah, he's never doing anything casually. Nothing, so he's running home, and I love him running down the stairs with his jeans, and there's just rice flying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. And the best was, best was, he couldn't prove we were doing anything. Like, you guys got to clean my room. And Tori goes, prove it was me. <laughs> That's, I, I actually remember getting to a really heated argument with him after like the third time I did it. And I just kept saying, look, yes, I've done it to you before. I swear to God, I did not do it this time. <laughs> well, I love the ultimatum of the one time. Ago. Give me my fucking plates back. <laughs> You don't want rice in your bread? Get me my fucking plates! I don't have anywhere to eat. I, your bed is my plate. Okay. okay. What, what's the next one? Oh, the shirt. The shirt. The shirt. So... <laughs> don't want to use full names here or anything. And so I'm just going to go ahead and make up one for him. Chris last name? Yeah, Chris last name. Chris Trebek. I'm just going to go with that. So I was uh, hanging out at home, and I realized it'd be really fun to make some custom T-shirts for me and my friends. This wait, was, wait, this was, this was move-in day, right? Uh, well, I bought them over the summer, but I didn't show yeah. you guys until move-in day the next year. Yeah. Okay, so it was a big surprise. I want to clarify that, just for, for people listening, Chris Trebek, who this prank is pulled against. Yeah. It's the same Chris who had the rice in his bed and the drawers screwed together. That's correct. <laughs> okay. Correct. correct. So same person. Same person. Very. Was, yeah, so I, was, I think I made four or five shirts that just said, Chris Trebek is a shit-eating fuckhead. <laughs> and I just handed them out to everyone. <laughs> now, I'd like to clarify, just so I don't look such an asshole, I gave one to him. <laughs> He fucking loved it. He wore it all the time. It was his favorite shirt. So <laughs> he has a good sense of humor. Everyone, everyone thought that was funny. That was a good one. Also, as a side note, in that in that um, order I placed for custom shirts, I also got myself a nice pair of tidy whities that say "I heart me." <laughs> Oh, fuck. I remember those. You'd be, like, blackout drunk, and I'd come home from the bar, and you're cooking steak in a pan full of hot sauce, wearing these tidy whities that say, I heart me, with Torbo hair. <laughs> hey, Turbo, you got your I heart me ginchon again now, bud? I was never shy about being naked anywhere, was I? All right. Are we at the ultimate? 
Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is the actual because this one required some work. This one was yeah. This one took a lot of planning to actually pull off. I had to find the right weekend. I had to find the right assistants. I had to get everybody that we knew in on this prank. So I waited for a weekend where I knew. There was going to be a big event with all of our friends. I think it was about 20 or so of you guys hanging out together, and I didn't come. It was like a Sunday or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. So this, for the first time, is going to be a new victim of your pranks? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, the victim is Chris Trebek again. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm just incorrigible. (laughs) Okay, so I know he's out for the day. And I just wanted to go balls to the wall and pull a really good one on him. Now, just for reference, now, in our house, Chris lived on the top floor with the door facing the end of the hallway. Now, this is crucial for the prank. So, while he was out with everybody else, I texted them to let them know what's going to go on. So, they got to make sure he doesn't come back until I am done. And then I go and grab a few other our other friends that aren't involved in this, and I take them to Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> and while I'm there, I just pick up a bunch of two by fours, some drywall, and some plaster. And I use my carpentry skills to build an actual wall in front of the door to his room. Now, to be fair, you drywalled the whole thing to make it look like an actual wall. Oh, yeah. It looked like an actual wall. So what? You unhinged the door and then you put a wall over the I didn't unhinge the door. I did make sure the door was open, though. Okay. okay. So that... Because I knew that his first reaction was going to be to jump head first through it. And I didn't (laughs) want to cause concussion. That's not a good prank. I think that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so like I built I built studs that just ran around the actual like box outside okay. of the door. So there's nothing in the middle, so it's just like empty drywall there. But you come at it and all you see at the end of the hallway is that his door's not fucking there anymore. <laughs> just the wall ends. <laughs> just wall, it just ends. <laughs> so I, so at this point I've texted all you guys that this has happened it's done I'm sending a picture to you guys of what this looks like and as you guys come back from your event you've all just decided that you're all gonna go and hang out at Jeff's house I remember flipping it like if we flip it to my point of view right now I remember being so excited to follow Chris up the stairs so that I could see his reaction to it as yeah. soon as it happened. But we had to get him to run up, so that's where I came in on this. I may have had a tendency to just fight him. <laughs> <laughs> so so if, if I may interject, what, what happened there is we had 20 of our friends at like in, in our living room of our small townhouse that can barely fit, like, I don't know, eight, eight people in it eight. at the max. And Chris is just hanging out there and he doesn't even fucking realize that anything weird is going on whatsoever until he takes literally the first step onto the staircase. Yeah. In which case, everybody in the room fucking drops, looks at him immediately, and then chases him. <laughs> everyone wants to see. They rush up the stairs. He has no idea what's going on. All he knows is that everyone's chasing him, so he's fucking scared shitless. No, Chris is all like, ah, ah. He just has no idea, right? Like, he has no fucking clue. So he runs up until he gets that top, everybody. Until he hits that top step and he does that. Chris then goes, ah, ah, ah. And he's like slapping on the, on the wall just going, 
like, ah, what the fuck? What the fuck? Until he just decides to fucking kick through the door and he runs to the other side. Yeah, he and went then, flying through that door. Yeah, yeah. And then the only thing I remember else from that night is that he goes to me and goes, you're cleaning this up, right? You're going to fucking clean this up. And I just say, no. And I leave the house and don't come home. <laughs> he did clean it up, didn't he? He did. <laughs> That's definitely the best prank I've ever pulled. That's my favorite. All hail Torbo the Prank King. <laughs> So due to popular request, we're gonna we're gonna go three would you rather's yeah, in this, this episode. This segment did pretty well, eh? Oh, I I would say it uh, it grinded some gears properly. All right. Okay. So we'll go three. So first one, you ready up there, Brett? Yeah, I'm ready. You're stranded on a desert island. Would you? But there's mermaid on the island. Okay. Would you rather it be the top half? fish or the bottom half fish oh man that is so unbelievably challenging top half I think you're correct you want someone to talk to and maybe there's some tits in there yeah like you got to accept the fact that you're probably not having intercourse either way well uh, uh, is that what you're accepting I think so. I don't know if I'm gonna. Uh, no, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm accepting <laughs> that. Yeah. So if I if I have a top half mermaid, typical standard mermaid, I think I'm much happier than a fish headed scaly top half lady that has a vagina. Okay. Okay. Would you rather cheat or be cheated on? Uh, be cheated on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's an easy one for you. Stand up, gentlemen. Okay, so, so final one for this little uh, segmented section of uh, would you rather. Would you rather have penis-sized nipples or a nipple-sized dick? <laughs> uh, I would say that there's a lot more variety in the size of penis out there than there is in the size of nipple. Okay, why don't we go average size? So I got. Would you rather what? I don't know what's a what's a fla- average flaccid penis? Average flaccid penis. One sec. Hey Siri. Wait. Let's ask Google. Hey Google. What's the average size flaccid penis? On the website medicalnewstoday.com, they say an average penis size of 8.8 centimeters, 3.5 inches when flaccid. Do you want a little more context? No, thank you. Thanks, Google. Three and a half In inches. In a journal of urology study, That's enough. Found hey, Google. Among the group of eight. Stop. <laughs> Google's just a wealth of information when it comes to flaccid penises, evidently. I guess I'm the long nipple guy. Can we cut to uh, our songs now? Yeah. Jeff's Jams and Breast Bangers. Jeff's Jams and Breast Bangers. 
for Jeff's special episode eight of Meet the Neighbors, we're going to do also a special themed Jeff's Jams and Brett's Bangers segment here. From the uh, decade that is infinitely better than any other decade in the history of time. And it's the decade that we were both born. The 90s. The 90s. All right. Okay. So Jeff and I each have three songs during this segment. We're going to go Brett, Jeff, Brett, Jeff, Brett, Jeff, and then we'll say goodnight to you. So hang on. we got some good songs here, and uh, I'll kick it off with Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit. Are we sure? That's a 90s song, 99? 90s. 99? 90s. 90? Yeah. My, like, and, and just to be clear here, um, I think we're going with a kind of a special... It's going to have a 90s feel to it, and I think Limp Biscuit really does that. Oh, 100%. That's a... Uh, what'd they call that shit? Uh, new Metal. New Metal? New Metal was very new specific. New spelled N-U. N-U. All right, so here it is. Break stuff, Limp Biscuit. It's just one of those days! Okay, I'm going to go uh, go with a band that uh, maybe uh, was part of the whole movement that defined the 90s. A grunge band. Ooh. But I'm not going one of those. I'm not going a band out of Seattle per se. Okay. I'm going with, uh, with Soundgarden. Nice. I and like that. I, what I think is their best song recorded, Black Hole Sun. Black Hole Sun, won't you come? I really respect the uh, the grunge movement nod there. I looked at it and I went, "This is '90s," and then I went, I went a different direction with my picks. Um, this next song is uh, not one I don't think everyone will know, but I just really like a, a lot. Okay, it's um, Serial Joe Mistake. I have no idea what the fuck that is. You might recognize the riff if we put it in right here. So for this one, I had to do some looking, make sure it was actually technically a 90s song. August 25th, 1999. A lot of good music in 99. Great music in 99, but nothing better than this tune. Features uh, some of our favorite guys. Scott Stapp. Ooh. What, now my question is just which Creed song are we going with? We're going Can off a of, take me lead higher. singer, lead single off of Human Clay, higher. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Can you take me higher? 
I went true '90s for my my last. Yeah, pick. your number one nine, '90s song, eh? Yeah. Okay, uh, let's make this clear that we've gotten most way through this portion. We gave each other about uh, three and a half minutes to come up with this list. And there's so. a ton of stuff in the '90s. Like I, I haven't picked any Nirvana songs who I love, and Slipknot did have an album in the '90s. Like I think Wait and Bleed came out. In I didn't even dig in too much like, into my country. There's stuff, Metallica so, through uh, the Metallica. '90s, and that's I, I think that's a different kind of area than than trying to pick something that's characteristically 1990s um anyways without further ado i'm gonna go mr jones by the counting crows great pick that's my last pick My number one on this list, and it's a song we've line danced to before. You may have seen me and uh, Mr. Patrick wearing cowboy boots and boxers before, line dancing around your kitchen at two in the morning. Can I take a guess, or do you want to take this one away? No, I'm going to take this one away. She's Canadian. She loves hockey. Loves... (laughs) She loves... Bless you. The country. Miss Shania Twain. Any man of mine. If I change my mind a million times, I wanna hear him say, Yeah, 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 You know where they play that song? Where's that? The Yale. The Yale Town Saloon. The Yale Saloon. Yeah, the the official victory uh, saloon of the Shadow Loggers. The official victory playground of the Shadow Loggers. Do we have any listeners in Ontario? Because the Shadow Loggers are national champions and we'll be out there visiting sometime in the new year. Yeah. Better buckle up, Oakville, Ontario. Because we're coming for you. Coming in. All right, we're going to shut this episode down. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for special edition episode eight, including Torbo, the original prankster, for uh, being here for a previously recorded segment. This is Brett signing out on Meet the Neighbors. And fuck you. Hey.